the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. show is dedicated to getting you to retirement one day at a time. I do stock talk where I'm talking, obviously, more stock-oriented stuff, um, kind of as a, a tribute to my old past. And uh, I can always consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned. Doing stocks and um, going that direction is kind of a lot of fun, um, but do make sure that you have a portfolio that can withstand ups and downs in the market, that you don't need to have a lot of fun per se, but I get the draw with it. I do, I do. So one of the things I like talking about is obviously looking for things that are growing faster than the economy. Um, that helps you start with a winner-winner kind of concept. We could always have big conversations about like Walmart and the future of retailing. Are they part of it or not? They were certainly a part of the past, and the Walmart family have created some of the biggest, or not the biggest, the wealthiest people in America across the board because of one man's vision. That's one of my things that I want to do is I want to create some wealthy people in my family by being an investor and... Uh, continue to do things as I can. So one of the areas that I'm throwing out there as an investment idea for you is match group, ticker symbol MTCH. What the world needs now is not another love song. Match group was spun off from IAC Interactive. It was one of those groups that kind of threw together, oh, that's a cute website company no one really wants. I'll buy them. Oh, that's a fast group. We'll buy them. So IAC Interactive picked up Match Group. And what we're learning now is investors doubted whether it can get young users to pay for online dating. Tinder was a swipe right, swipe left. And I have a friend who who was completely used as sort of a Tinderella. And what that implies is that she got on Tinder to find love. And basically a guy used to duck up with her and then went away. Now, Tinder is that millennial concept of looking for love, and how does it play out? So, Match Group, the stock traded water for a lot of time as a publicly traded company. A lot of people are like, okay, that's going to be the typical experience. A young woman looking for love um, is a little bit jaded by the experience. Now, since Tinder launched what was called Tinder Gold, shares are up 45% in three months because investors are starting to anticipate that... Young people looking for love are willing to pay a lot of money for a feature that rolled out that basically guarantees a match. Tinder user well, doesn't guarantee a match, but Tinder users view photos of potential suitors on their cell phone. Swipe left, swipe right. 
Swipe right if you like the looks of someone. Swipe left if you don't. With Tinder Gold, you can choose to view only the profiles of people who have already liked you. So you don't even have to go through the process of the game of... And a lot of people do use Tinder as kind of a game, like a self... uh, What is the word? Uh, Kind of loving. Self... um, Self-worth test. There I go. It's, It's an early day. So the basic app is still free, but users are increasingly paying for Tinder Gold, a time-saving measure that has become popular with daters frustrated by hours of fruitless swiping. Feature typically costs five dollars a month, but also requires Tinder Plus, which costs ten dollars a month, and lets users boost their profile's visibility. Now, Tinder Gold has rocketed Tinder up towards the top of the highest-grossing apps in the Apple Store. So Apple makes money as young people want to fall in love and meet a match and hook up for the weekend. So. Apple makes money on the transactions of people upgrading, as long as they're doing it through their Apple phone, right? So with internet fixtures like Pandora and Netflix and YouTube and Candy Crush, um, Tender gets a little more diversity, diversification inside their, their revenue stream when you get someone like a Tender Gold rocking and rolling for you. So the App Store ranking caught a lot of people off guard for how quickly Tinder rocketed up to the top and is staying there. Match group ticker symbol is MTCH, MTCH. And I don't think love is going to go away anytime soon. Um, so match might be something that you consider for your portfolio. Uh, do you see Tinder revenue rising sharply? I do. Um, I think it's an easy way out to potentially make a connection. So, um, so matches overall revenue, you know, is rising uh, pretty aggressively and again, it's beating the market. It's beating the economy. It's beating GDP. So now here's the downside on it is, is that in the last three months, the stock has rolled since the features have been rolled out. Now, have you listened to the show? You heard me talk about that feature and almost how appalling it is to basically turn dating into get a shotgun, go to a barrel of fish and shoot. You don't even have to try anymore. Now, at one point in time, if you were a pretty girl, you basically got guaranteed results. And uh, for the guys, you know, sometimes they would use their sense of humor. That doesn't necessarily come across on Tinder. For a guy, having money doesn't necessarily come across on Tinder. So it was a vanity thing, very much so. Vanity meets vanity. Um, So a lot of people, coffee meets bagel, coffee meets donut. A lot of different types of websites came up to show that you had some uh, material depth to you. So there's a lot of pressure on companies to deliver results right now. There's definitely lofty expectations because the stock has run so far so fast. One problem is that much of Wall Street isn't in Tinder's target demographic and may not completely understand the app's appeal. I do. If you go Google Tinderella on YouTube and search for it, you'll see like just how bad the experience could be, but also how intriguing it could be at the same time. So unlike traditional software subscriptions, there's a limited shelf life. If Tinder Gold works too well, people fall in love and they cancel their memberships. I don't think it's really an app meant to create a lot of weddings like um, some other ones do or some of the other ones are bragging about. So I think it kind of creates a void on a Friday night for a lot of people. Now, again, consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned on the show. I just brought up a dating app that um, is pretty well positioned. So retirement income strategies and estate planning seminar coming up. I always have one around the corner. You can go to the website, 
uh, robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com, and sign up for the event, whether it be in Los Gatos or San Jose, whether it be in Palo Alto or Half Moon Bay. It could be up in Santa Rosa. It could be in the East Bay. You can always sign up for my events by going to robblackshow, robblackshow.com, and scene that um, there's an available event coming up, and you can use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. I hope to see you out to an event soon. Radio 25, that will end sooner rather than later, so that is for radio listeners. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. One of the things I pride myself on is trying to give you a good second opinion to take a look at something. And for instance, Tinder may be too much of an aggressive stock for you because, like I said, a lot of people who buy stocks are over 35, and it's really an app meant for people 20 to 35. Um, I fear if it's ever that meant for like 12 to 35. Let's let uh, some old-fashioned dating still work on some levels. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Stick with me. I've got... Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Calls have died down in the years. Probably the way people have started consuming media more and more so continues to go towards the phone. And why make a phone call from your phone? Too much of a concept, right? Um, Walmart's going to let you jump the returns line with its app. There's a good example of using the app or using the phone smartly by a retailer. Have you ever bought something and tried to return it only to find the process seems to be against you? I have, and it stinks. Returning items you can buy online in a store is way too often a hassle. Walmart claims to have reinvented the returns drill to make it a little more enjoyable. I think that's a far stretch. What can that stretch look like? Starting next month, the retailer plans to launch an initiative it calls Mobile Express Returns which lets you use the Walmart mobile app to speed up and simplify returns on products purchased in Walmart stores and walmart.com. In theory, the way it's going to work is you select the item or the items that you want to return, and you follow the prompts inside the app, indicating, for example, reason why you need to send make a return. Later, you go to the store. You'll be able to you know, fast-track the return at customer service by jumping to a special mobile express lane set up for that purpose, which is a smart idea, right? New returns process starts in November for products purchased and shipped online. Um, an associate should be able to, you know, see that you've started the process, see that you've already punched in a lot of the data, the reason why. Um, hit print and say, good day. Here's your refund. So Amazon recently made it easier for customers in Chicago and L.A. to return eligible items by bringing them to coal stores. So everyone's kind of promising the end process of becoming a client and the out process of returning and coming back again. Uh, So that's out there, right? I find that kind of interesting. Um, How Walmart is going to try to stay relevant and using technology and being shown that, like, hey, even Walmart customers can use technology seems to be barking up the right tree. 
Now, e-commerce is helping the retailing giant Walmart, as we know, do little things better. Uh, They bought a company called Jet.com a few years ago, and the rising e-commerce player Jet.com is growing revenues faster than Amazon has in years. It offers free two-day shipping on orders over $35. It's got a click-and-pick-up grocery service for Walmart uh, with workers that are ready to load bags in your trunk. Um, So Walmart's doing what they should in theory they've played you know in the sandbox it is online shopping since 2000 but when they put 3.3 billion dollars into jet.com it kind of padded walmart's e-commerce growth and it's helped them you know kind of use the innovator to chat about to develop strategy about acquisition experiments and you know just other general musings when it comes to shopping so walmart has said it can expand e-commerce revenue 20 to 30 percent organically even as a lot of those benefits from the Jet.com deal start to fade. I don't know. Do you believe it? Do you not believe it? If you do, you got to buy the stock because it's got a huge discount thrown on it right now because of Amazon. Walmart rang up $486 billion in sales last year. And that's more than double of any other U.S. company. Of that, 64% came from just what are called Walmart U.S. stores, 24% from international stores, and 12% from Sam's Clubs. I have not been in a Sam's Clubs in years and years and years. So it's interesting when you don't know it or when you're not there, you're not there. So does Walmart have some digital age swagger? Uh, part of talking stock is you talking to me. I don't think the company has to break out its e-commerce dollars just for Wall Street in any way, shape, or form. So the figure is you know, tough to get a, a pulse of. Walmart said e-commerce net sales jumped 60% from last year. That compares with overall revenue growth at 2.1%. Again, 60% growth, if you believe these numbers to be true, and if you believe these numbers to be like uh, sustainable on any sort of level, at 17 times next year's earnings, and with all the expectations of you know what their per share growth could look like over the next five years, the stock could return 15% more easily over the next year. Not a bad return. Now, Scott Galloway's got a book coming out. And uh, he's an NYU professor of marketing, and he does a great job of covering Amazon and Netflix and Google and Apple. But he will talk about Walmart, too. And he brought up their Jet.com deal. And he said, basically, it was a midlife crisis, complete with $3 billion hair plugs. And he thought it was going to be a big write-off. And he goes, I was wrong. Walmart's been able to get its mojo back largely because of the acquisition. Was Jet.com a company worth $3 billion? No, he says. Was it worth $3 billion to Walmart? It looks like it was. That's an interesting way of putting it. I like Scott Galloway. We've played some of his stuff in the past year, and he's got a new book out for oh, the Christmas season, which if you want to make your business hubby or honey happy, consider it for a stocking stuffer. Oppenheimer analyst Rupesh Marik, he initiated coverage of Walmart in August with an outperformed. He told Barron's over the weekend that inventory management had gotten better. Produce looks fresher, and money invested in higher pay for workers is paying off in basically rising satisfaction for workers and for customers. So Walmart, for many, many years, was able to grow market share. They'd come into a city, a town, a state, and they would do their thing. Now... They get to the point of saturation where they're only able to grow with kind of like GDP. Population growth, a little GDP. Uh, a little bit of going to the vendors and saying, you know, we want to sell a hammer for, 
well, you tell us what you want to sell a hammer for, hammer maker. And hammer maker would say, $5. And they go, oh, that's interesting because we want to do two for $5. So let's ask the question one more time, hammer maker. How much do you want to sell a hammer for? $2? And then Walmart gets to keep the 50 cents, right? And that's the right answer. Home Depot has traditionally done that as well. Just cutthroat to their vendors saying, look, look, we got a lot of stores that people are going to come in and we'll showcase your wares. But you got to give us the right deal. Hmm. And then Home Depot even gets more offensive through the years where they start coming up with their own brand, HDX. So the whole generic brands, which for the record, generic brands, it's that's the way I buy my food and my paper towels within reason. Um, I don't need Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. I don't need the marketing that goes in that. It's like gasoline in the state of California. I don't know what state you're in listening to the show. But all states have different formulas of gas, and it, that's the law. To sell gasoline in that state, you have to have you know certain metrics hit as far as pollution, your, your gas goes, as far as cleanliness goes, as far as um, ethanol goes. So even the horrible, horrible gas stations that do no marketing and advertising like a Rotten Robbie's, it's, it's not the same gas as a shell, but it's the state requirement, and that's the way to go if you're a wise person with your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget to use the code RADIO25 to any seminars coming up. Use RADIO25 when you sign up. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. Good morning and good day. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Talking a little stock talk as I want to do. I do want to constantly remind you, A, that I love you, and B, that I get a lot of value from doing this show myself. I get to talk about things and look at things and try to figure out what not to do wrong. It sounds like a crazy idea, but it makes me a better investor, and it helps people that I work with. I still do look over portfolios. I still do the day-to-day hard work that it takes to become a successful money manager and portfolio manager. Um, to become a successful executive as far as understanding people's needs and wants. Um, I'm there for you. So, And I try to share that information with you. I ask that you share the show with others. Um, let people know. So the Money 101s are broken out into their own little shows. The stock talks are broken out in their own little shows. And the general show that I do Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., uh, Rob Black and Your Money, is, it's, it's, I'm not going to call it generic because that's the wrong thing to say. What is the right thing to say is that I try to look at the daily headline news during that hour, two hours, and really give you a good idea um, of what's going on as far as stories go. For instance, and you know, not be, to be limited to in any way, shape, or form, uh, I think we have a pretty interesting stock market at this point in time. And when you look at like a Netflix and just see that, you know, there's statistics out there, like the rising number of people watching the rising percentages of television on a phone are rising. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me something I don't know. Um, yeah, but that's pretty dramatic. I remember the good old days of looking at Best Buy and thinking, okay, we just got through Christmas. Now I could finally buy a TV. 
And it wasn't that you could finally buy a TV, because you only buy a TV, what, every five to seven years, which is one of the reasons they say that Apple has no interest in getting into the TV market, is that the upgrade cycle's too long, and during those five to seven years, things change so aggressively in the world of television that it might be an issue for you. So, as far as staying relevant goes, I will say I did pick up the Apple 4K box, and it's beautiful, and it's stunning. And if you've got young children, or if you've got like a need to have 4K resolution, those two things are, are great. So, for instance, if you pick up the Star Wars films and you pick them up in high definition, well, now that they're going to be released in 4K, boom, you have them. If you have iTunes and you spent the 15 bucks to buy them originally or whatever you did spend. The idea is is that for kids, that's great, because kids like to watch movies again and again and again and again and again and again sometimes. Or if you like to use Siri, Siri's now actually relevant on a 4K. So your kid, let's say, gets into that song, Thunder, Feel the Thunder from Imagine Dragons. It is darn catchy. And you're like, okay, so I can put it on my iPhone, I can stream it in the car, I can make a CD, I can buy a CD, I can do hundreds of things, right? I can come up with a memory stick and punch it in the car. Or, and this is a big or, or you could say, hey Siri, show me the video of Imagine Dragon's Thunder. And do 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 do, there it is. And how are they doing that kind of thing? It doesn't look like it's through YouTube, there's no ad roll going on. And, uh... It's just got that visual element. So why do I bring this up? Oh, it's why Apple's not going to get into a TV product anytime soon. They'd rather get into the hardware that you upgrade. Instead of spending $900 on a TV, $800 on a TV, uh, they want you to spend $4,000 on a TV, which you're just not going to do. Uh, so they'd rather you spend 200 on a Apple TV product where they can update the features through software on a regular basis. Anyway, I think I've officially started to bore you Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. In a throwback to old school on Monday Night Football, uh, they're going to release the new trailer for the new Star Wars film, which, oddly enough, tickets go on sale on the same day. Is that oddly enough or not? I guess it is. Star Wars fans, are you ready for some football, some Monday Night action? Are you going to watch the Minnesota Vikings play the Chicago Bears? Just so you can watch the Star Wars, The Last Jedi trailer that debuts at halftime. Oh, I'm torn. After the game, which starts at 8.15 Eastern Time, 5.15 Pacific Time, tickets for the film will go on sale on Fandango. The Last Jedi, the eighth installment of the George Lucas-created film franchise, picks up where 2015's The Force Awakens left off. Where we have the reclusive Skywalker and his prospective acolyte, Ray, teaching her the ways of the Force. It's not going to win an Academy Award for Best Screenplay. Maybe for music, for sure. Because this is pretty darn epic of our life, isn't it? So that's an old-fashioned way to get a message across, right? Disney's going to use ABC's Monday Night Football, or ESPN's Monday Night Football, whichever it is, which Disney owns both franchises. So how better to get people to watch said football game than to push one of the most anticipated movies of all time? 
Now, if you think eight is going to be kind of epic as far as movies go, wait until nine. Nine? When they wrap up this uh, whole saga and they start just milking the franchise where they're literally, have you ever seen um, robots or the attachments attached to cows and their udders to make milk happen where people aren't milking that cow themselves anymore? That's going to be Disney and what they do with Star Wars, which brings me to one of the greatest investment opportunities. In my opinion, a stock that has underperformed in the last 18 months, Disney. They have problems with ESPN, and they're addressing some of those problems. They have problems with their content distribution, shows like Frozen, and uh, they get on Netflix and kids watch the heck out of them. Now, they get a piece of that action for sure. Uh, they get the Netflix distribution. They get the Netflix, what have you. And what they're saying is, instead of signing a deal that makes Netflix some money and us some money, we want to sign a deal that makes us some money. So they're pulling their films from Disney, from Netflix. Let it go. Let it go. Um, that franchise is coming out with another movie. Speaking about getting the, the robotic udder milkers out and uh, milking a franchise. Star Wars is going to be helping ESPN tonight. Then you get uh, Elsa, which I'm thinking about dressing up as Elsa for Halloween. And you know what? When I wear the Elsa dress, I'm going to have to pay Disney some, some moolah for that. So, What's interesting about Indina Manzel, I kind of hate her. She's a little bit, how shall we say, full throttle. And I like a little more subtlety in my music. Don't let them in, don't let them see. Be the good girl you always have to be. Conceal, don't feel. This song makes me want to make a smoothie. Go make me a smoothie and sit on the couch with me. I don't know what that means, but we're going to be watching the Star Wars trailer when we're on said couch so the cold never bothered me anyway i hate the cold screw you elsa screw you indina mazel i hate the cold can't stand the cold except for when i'm skiing in it because then you know that there's a lodge at the end of the the road so to speak so okay so is disney a buy sell or hold well everyone certainly on the planet knows about it i own shares of disney i mean if you don't know that that's fine uh, am I promoting it? No. You don't have to buy it. I don't think you should buy it unless you want to make some money. It's run by a guy named Robert Iger, who is compensated well, $23 million. Mama, don't let your kids grow up to be hockey players and lose their teeth and get concussions. Or as I like to say, hit their heads and get percussions. Um, mamas, let your kids grow up to be CEOs. Walt Disney uh, Company is huge. Huge. Disney Cruise Lines. Adventures by Disney. Disney Vacations. They got the Olani Resort and Spa in Hawaii. And then you start going into like Tokyo Disney. Then you start going into, oh, let's do something that you actually we actually use, Rob. What you just brought up were all these vague resorts. Um, how about ESPN Radio? How about Radio Disney? How about live action animated television? How about parks and resorts? Disney World, Disneyland. Uh, how about DVDs? How about Blu-rays? How about Cinderella? Cinderella? Is not like Cinderella. Do not swipe left. Swipe right. Swipe right on, t- on Cinderella. Um, that chick has been around for a long time. 
And as she's been around for a long time, it's kind of up to you to understand that it's, it's intellectual property and that they don't have to pay her anymore. They kind of keep her in a basement. She's locked up. She doesn't have enough Bluetooth or wireless Wi-Fi in order to swipe right. So she can't get out. She can't be saved. There is no prince coming for her. She's in the Disney dungeon. Little thunder. Little Apple 4K plug here. Use little Siri. Say, hey, Siri, play Imagine Dragons. Oh, and then you see the video and you're like, oh, thunder. Video's a little on the weird side. Try not to smoke that herb that's growing in the, in the, in the backyard. It might mess you up. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. So, Regina Spector is someone I wildly adore. And, uh... I just respect that someone can play a piano and sing and make a career out of it. That's where the start is, right? So she is a Russian-born American singer-songwriter. And no, I don't think any of the music's ever going to be the number one song. It's a great show to see, and I think it's for a lot of people the music of their life. But she's very Russian. Um... She self-released her first three albums, which I have a lot of respect for. She decided to stay on the East Coast in the New York independent music scene, where you can make a career doing that. And Dave Matthews did it out of Charlottesville, Virginia, where he went basically from Charlottesville to Washington, D.C., stops in Philadelphia, sometimes in Pittsburgh, on maybe on the way back. You're going through Delaware, you're hitting New York City, you stretch into Boston, and you start the whole trip backwards. Because that's going to take you a couple weeks to get up and a couple weeks to get back. The music scene on the East Coast is a lot more vibrant and healthy for independent music, because there's a lot of bigger cities that are just condensed. A lot of people live east of the Mississippi. It's a much denser world of big cities. So that's knowing your market and, and staying within it. Had she come to San Francisco, she would have been a sensation in San Francisco. Had she gone to L.A., she might have found the producer who wants to produce the great hit song for her and take her global. But she kind of crafted her, her, her business uh, coming from the Soviet Union when her family left in the 1980s. And being a Russian Jewish family, moving into New York City. It's, it's a business model. I mean, isn't your life a business model on some levels? You know, are you deciding to work for as little money because it's easy work, or are you deciding to work a little bit harder? Um, I break my butt on a regular basis. I break my butt um, trying to come up with new ideas and trying to push innovation to you. So someone like a Regina Spector, you know, I'll say, hey, Siri, play Regina Spector. And Siri will come on because I forgot that Siri's plugged into my phone and charging right now. <laughs> and or um, if you got Amazon's Alexa, it's just music you can cook to. It's not music that's going to change your life. It's just music that you're going to cook to. Oh, good God. Now my phone wants to play Regina Spectre. <laughs> They're me and my big mouth. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. Um, 
a friend of mine owns a lot of Apple, and I own a lot of shares of Apple, and her financial planner was pushing her aggressively to diversify and you know set up a, a covered call strategy. And I said, did he talk to you a little bit about potential Trump tax reform? And she goes, no. And I said, well, I would hold off until you have at least more education on that. You're not just looking for a transaction, look for a transaction. You're looking for flags to push transaction. So Bank of America Merrill Lynch reiterated its buy on Apple shares, saying earnings will surge under the new GOP plan to lower corporate taxes. Importantly, given the access to the repatriate cash, investors will likely assign a higher multiple to shares of Apple. Apple has $223 billion in unrestricted cash held overseas, which could be brought back to the U.S. under a new lower repatriation tax rate if the plan is approved. A lot of people think the Republicans are going to make a stand. Now, again, Democrats, and the first time they tried to get Obamacare through, they, they didn't stand together. But the second time they did, the Republicans haven't stood together yet on repealing Obamacare. The second time they didn't do it. third time they didn't do it. So they're moving on to tax reform. Will the Republicans pull together? And if they do, then Apple shares can go higher, considerably higher. So analysts, and I'm using analysts instead of me, excuse me, um, from Make America. So they're, they're looking at two aspects of potential tax law reform. Uh, and they've concluded that existing deferred tax liability on the balance sheet could allow for substantially all of Apple's foreign cash to be repatriated. And the quote is, importantly, given the access to the repatriated cash, investors will likely sign a higher multiple shares of Apple. So the analyst says, I have $180 target on Apple. That's about 16% upside of Friday's close. And this could happen pretty fast. If Congress lowers the corporate tax rate to 20% from 35%, and the interest expense becomes a non-tax deduction, Apple earnings per share will benefit by $0.77 cents in fiscal 2018 and by $0.89 cents in 2019. That's just the earnings expectations. That's not product innovation. It's not a thing like that. That's no secrets up their sleeve. So... It's interesting because part of this tax reform and potentially repatriated cash, one of the things that Republicans have been floating is the idea of, well, let's punish California, New York. Let's punish some coastal cities that happen to be Democratic in voting, and let's get rid of the state tax deductions. They no longer apply to the federal tax deduction. So you can't write off your state taxes on your federal taxes, even though there's some federalism issues that go back. I know you're saying you're quoting federalism issues. You don't quote federalism issues when it's right to own guns. Now you're owning it on taxes. It's the whole double tax thing. We are so double taxed in this society, regardless if we want to believe it or not. And we so should have a new Boston Tea Party. But it should be at my house. And uh, you should invite Clive the Frog to the tea party. Hey, Clive the Frog, he went to have a tea party. Um, So long story short, uh, if Congress lowers the corporate tax rate, Apple goes higher. So increase the rate of buybacks and dividend increases. Invest more in M&A in the United States instead of into foreign country companies. Pay down debt if interest expenses no longer are tax deductible in the United States. It may be in Apple's interest to pay down any of their U.S. debt that they've issued in the last few years. Little Regina Spector. This is a great love song. If you could play this for a woman and she doesn't melt. Mm. <laughs> ha 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.